All right, thank uh, Michael thank for you. your question today, and we're going to move on. Don't forget, uh, you have a chance to ask as well. Start creating your doubt pad to ask a question as we get rid of uh, some of our other questions. It's time for you to move on in. Let's go to the 209, and the Kent is online. I believe he is calling. They're joining us today from Stockton. Hi, Kent. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, um, yeah, I wanted to find out with some of the, the changes that were made, you know, among teams in, in the Pacific Division and in the conference, how much better is the conference and, and the division, teams in the division going to be this year than, than they were last year? And how much does that make it even tougher to, to, to make it into the playoffs and, and progress? Well, okay, you know, I believe everybody in our division got better uh, via draft, via trades, via free agency. So it'll be very, very interesting. We're not here to tell you there's going to be a, a cakewalk for us, but we also believe that we got better as a basketball team uh, by trading, by drafting, and by signing free agents. So we're excited about what the future holds, uh, and more importantly, the immediate future for this basketball team. It's going to be a tough year. And we're going to battle some tough teams within our division. But our goal is not the division. Our goal is to play solid for 82 nights and give ourselves a chance and to be a very, very good and, a, and successful home court team. And, Coach, it seems the roster this year is designed to be able to do that because you've added so much depth. You, know, you can overcome if some if a frontline guy has the flu one night, you have a quality backup that to go to. Yeah, but the truth of the matter is, the situation happened last year. Now you're sitting there saying, how are we going to survive this injury? If Steph Curry went down last year, we had a second-round pick to start for us and a guy that was at home waiting for a phone call and Nate Robinson to come in and play major minutes for us. Now, not, not anything against them. But it's a total different ball game when you get a guy like Jared Jack, who is in a discussion for the best uh, backup point guard in the league. You're asking him, who started in his past, who was part of successful teams. Uh, you're asking him to take the helm, and you can get away with that uh, and feel comfortable. And the, the upside from what happened last year, and I look at two players in particular, Clay Thompson and uh, Charles Jenkins, is that now – you know what you can get from those guys. You know you know that uh, Charles Jenkins will be ready if you need to call upon him. And you, Clay Thompson, with the ability that he has. You know, last year, the, the, I think one of the best things to come out last year was the fact that Clay got to play and is now a much more confident player in year two than maybe he would be if he had played on a really deep team where he didn't get a lot of time. You're going to have to take your you know, lumps if you're going to play young guys. But at the end of the day, it puts you in a better position. If you're patient with them and if they're great kids, they work hard. I will put Clay Thompson and Charles Jenkins up with anybody as far as their work ethic, their professionalism, and there's a reason why those guys were successful. And I think the minutes that they played last year, although it put us in a bad situation uh, where we didn't win as many games as we like, it makes them better and much more prepared this year. Star three and your doubt pad to ask a question. Don't forget uh, with the A's playoff win last night, dual events at Oracle and the Coliseum, the preseason contest against Maccabee Hyper. Tips off the Oracle Arena floor at 7.30. A's and Tigers, the Coliseum begins at 6.37. There's going to be increased traffic and activity around Oracle and the Coliseum before and after the game. Uh, doors open at 6 o'clock. And if you can, uh, try to use bars and use uh, public transportation. That would help ease the congestion. Star three on your dial pad, and let's move on 
Let's go to Tom. And Tom is next up, and he has hit star three. Tom? Yeah, hi. Yeah, hi, Tim. Hi, Mark. Hey, I got a sort of interesting question. I hope Mark has considered this option. You know the Warriors have a former Hall of Fame coach in uh, Don Nelson, and granted he wasn't that much of a defensive specialist, but he did know offense. I was wondering, Mark, if you've considered tapping into him as perhaps an offensive coordinator or an assistant coach on the offensive side to help you this season. Well, great question, uh, Tom, and I appreciate it. Uh, Nelly is a, a big-time coach, and he's a Hall of Fame coach, and I got nothing but respect for him. And that being said, he said himself, he's done coaching, and that's even as an assistant coach. We are not a team that will have a problem scoring the basketball. Uh, so, so, so that's not our concern. But it's a great question, and certainly I've got nothing but love and respect for Don Nelson and what he was able to accomplish uh, in this league. Thank you, Tom, for, for calling. You, you played for a bunch of great coaches, and, and you watched the greatest coaches in this league work as a broadcaster, and, and you know you picked something up from all those guys. Well, no question about it. You know, I'm, I'm a guy that, as a player, as a fan, as an announcer, as a coach, I'm a student of the game. So the best in this game steal from one another. I'd be a fool to think I have every answer and, and, and every strategy. No, if I'm watching games, I'm watching what, what Rick Popovich is doing down the stretch. I'm watching what Doc Rivers is doing out of a timeout. You only get better. I'm very familiar with what Nelly ran. Uh, so guys, in the history of this game, the way you get better is watching the best that even the ones that's not so good uh, and, 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 and put some of that stuff into your system. So you're at home, you're watching a, a team come out of the timeout, they run a, a great balance play, do you jive down? There's no question about it. I mean, you, you, you can see that in a playoff series as an announcer, as a player, or as a fan. A guy makes a play, next night down the stretch, that team, you can run against the, the same team that ran against them. Or you can see a series and watch the next night another series, and they run the same thing. It's nothing new in this league. Guys uh, have made a habit of stealing from one another. It's, 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 I mean, it's a way to be great. Yeah. Sorry, Brandy Dow had to ask a question. Let's go back to the city. And David will join us from the uh, 415. Uh, good afternoon, David. Hi, how are you? Good. Question okay. I have, this is my question uh, for Mark. I was at the game Utah, and at halftime, Curry didn't come out until late after the halftime. He didn't come out until late in the fourth quarter. So it sort of uh, leads me to believe he was back there be having that ankle ice, and it raises a concern in my mind that there may, may be more going on with that ankle than we know about if he's having to have it iced at halftime. Is that correct? No. I mean, uh, interesting question and good observation by you, David, but it's normal uh, procedure for a guy, if he's shut down, to begin to have treatment. So Steph Curry uh, normally gets iced when he's finished working out, and he was done for the night, and he was getting his treatment. Uh, so that, that's normal. That's no reason to be concerned at all. When you see him tonight, uh, you can be relieved that that's not the issue. And whatever he's done tonight playing, you will ice again. And I, I never see a guy use ice as much as one of your uh, former teammates in college, Chris Mullen. He was the ice man. He had ice everywhere after a game. So Chris Mullen, all but the way he worked and uh, how much he put into it, he deserved the right to ice. And I'm a guy that never did. I couldn't understand. I'd be freezing cold and <laughs> taking it off by the time the you know 30 seconds in. Let's go to stay in the city. This is Seth. 
We had star three on the dial pad to ask a question. We're heading down the home stretch of our season ticket holder fan form. Hi, Seth. Good afternoon. Thanks for the call. And, uh, Coach, I would say a 35-0 shutout, and even if it's the preseason, it's still pretty impressive on the defense. It's a glimmer of hope. I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it, sir. So my question is a little bit of a follow-up on a previous question. Understanding that your priority for Bogut is to get him back in the court, I was just thinking, what needs to get done for them? Because Curry and Bogut and Lee, they've never played together. What do you think needs to be done, and how how long do you think it's going to take them to develop finding in a rhythm such that they don't start out too slow? Or what what else needs to be done to help prevent maybe a slow start? Or which well, I'm an old school. Great question, Steph. I'm an old school guy, and I believe that. Basketball is basketball. I, I come from, you know, picking five guys on the court. Maybe you don't even know the other four. And midway through the game, you figure out how to get it done. These are high-level, uh, big-time basketball players. And But the truth be told, they do need to be on the floor practicing, going through timing, uh, being efficient and effective on the court. Uh, and we need them healthy and gaining confidence individually and collectively. So I think the first thing is, getting Bogus to a position where he's comfortable on the court, and then practice time is going to be important for us. That's why we're trying to let people know, don't order the, the flags for the parades just yet. You know, let's, let's, let's let this team develop and continue to progress. The great news is that we don't have to rush Bogut onto the basketball court. Having a young player like Tress Azili allows him time to make sure that he gets right. All right, thank you, uh, Steph. Coach, we haven't talked uh, a lot about Harrison Barnes. I noticed the other night you're getting, getting in the ball uh, out of the wing and kind of letting him go a little bit. He's, he's really, uh, I, I think, to me, he's, he's uh, a scorer, but to me, the upside for him, I mean, he can only get better at that. Yes, he can only get better. And, then I, you know, I, I told him, I thought a couple of times when I ran those plays for him, he rushed. Um, and I let him know, hey, I'm not a coach. That's, you know, I'm not going to stop, you know, relax. When I run those plays for you, take your time and, and, and make the best decisions because there's some players, there's some coaches that run a play and then they, they want to be creative and run something else. If you do your job, I'm coming right back to it. Everybody in the building can figure out what the next play is. So, so take that, embrace it, and capitalize. But he's a guy with tremendous athleticism. He's a, a, a scorer. He's not a shooter. But he can shoot the basketball, and he has great strength in the low post area. So... I expect to, to put him in those positions quite a bit this year. You know, last year, even with the, the roster the way it was, when you brought certain guys off the bench, your team had like a different personality. Are you trying to uh, maybe find that development with guys like uh, Jared Jack or Landry this year? We want to have those guys come off the bench. Uh, the great thing about them is I don't have to find out who they are. We know exactly who they are. Jared Jack is a tough guy that can score, that can run a team, that's a leader. Uh, that, that can play the one out of two with Carl Landry. He's a proven guy on the block. We will run offense through him with that second unit because he's so good at scoring on that low post area. Well, I have a few minutes left. Star three, if you want to get in on uh, what's going on here, our season ticket holder fan form. Don't you uh, forget, though, that the Warriors are in the midst of making preparations to build a brand new arena on the waterfront in San Francisco, and we want to make sure that you our season ticket holders, and I think the best fans of the NBA. Part of that process, now on October 16th, a special community meeting will be held in San Francisco. The design plans for the new arena will be unveiled for the first time, and you're invited to take a look. 
Now, if you're interested in attending the meeting, just press 1 on your dial pad. Do it right now. Again, if you're interested in attending a community meeting regarding the Boyers San Francisco Redevelopment Project on October the 16th, press 1 right now, and we'll follow up with uh, more information. Coach, your club heads down onto the road this weekend for a little bit of a road trip in the, in the preseason. How do you use that to your advantage? Well, I think it's, it's a great time for us as a team to get on the road, to develop chemistry, to bond. Uh, in an ideal world, we would have went away from training camp this year, but we're looking for that in the future. But I think it's a great opportunity for us to have a, an extended uh, road trip and understand what uh, this is going to be like when the season starts. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Star three on your down pad. That's question for the head coach. Just a couple more minutes. And Coach, I know that uh, as you get ready for a season, you know, you've got, obviously, you've got the staff and, and Andrew trying to get them up to speed, ready to go on, on Halloween night. Do you allow yourself the, the luxury of thinking about a rotation at this point, or are you trying to let that evolve? I think it's a combination of, of both. You understand who's going to be in the rotation, and then there's some positions where you try to figure out. Uh, you give them an opportunity to allow them to, to, to put their impact on a second unit or, or to understand how you can use certain guys. But you, you certainly, as a coach, I'm not thinking just tonight. I'm thinking uh, uh, Monday night. I'm thinking October 31st. I'm thinking going into the season. I want to put this team in a position where we, where we can chase down uh, the dreams and goals that we have. Okay, we're going to wrap this up now, Coach. Do you have a, a final thought for the fans? I just want to thank everybody for participating in this chat. And uh, it's an exciting time, not just for the San Francisco Giants or the Oakland A's or Oakland Raiders or San Francisco 49ers, but it's, a, it's an exciting time for the Golden State Warriors. And we're thrilled to be healthy and better and uh, excited about this season. Well, thank you, Coach. I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the uh, season ticket holders on the line. I'm Tim Roy, Brad Coach uh, Mark Jackson. Again, the uh, meeting on October 16th, there's a public meeting about the new arena in San Francisco. Press 1 right now, and we'll follow up with more information if you want to attend. And don't forget, tonight, the A's and Tigers are next door while the Warriors are playing back to be hyper. Tip-off of the arena is 7.30. A's Tigers, first pitch, 6.37. There's going to be increased traffic activity, so make sure you allow some time. And if you can, uh, try to use public transportation, maybe use park to get to the game. Guys, Tim Roy, thanks for uh, joining us today, and we'll see you out at Oracle Arena. As you near the end of this event, don't hang up. You'll have the ability to provide additional feedback or post-event comment at the conclusion of this call. And again, thank you for joining us today.